How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. And now, KC Johnson. Kobe White pull up three over Karis LeVert and nails it. Bulls insider for NBC Sports Chicago. Give me that song. Covering everything from the dynasty to Derek. To DeMar, KC Johnson. I've covered the NBA for a long time. With Mullen Ha. Welcome back. It's Mullen Ha, Chicago Sports Radio, 670 the score. Zach Zaidman's in for Mully today. Time now to go out to our score hotline, and all guests appear on the score hotline. Brought to you by Circa Resort Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book. Our guy KC Johnson joins us this morning. Good morning, KC. How are you? What's going on, guys? How you doing? Doing well, talking Super Bowl, but we wanted to take a break because there was a lot that went on over the weekend with the Bulls. They did not win. They lost again, 23 turnovers, season high against the Cavs. But before that game, you had a great sit-down with Zach Levine, a one-on-one, and number one, it was really great insight. You asked all the right questions as we communicated over the weekend. Secondly, I wanted to know from your perspective what stood out the most in that conversation. Um, just that Zach was, uh, open and appreciative of the, uh, the opportunity to get some stuff off his chest. I mean, I feel like Zach sometimes feels like this is my read. Uh, but we talked about it, you know, before the tape recorder started rolling. I I sometimes feel like Zach kind of has a bullseye on him. And, um, you know, he kind of, my, my question, and it was in the interview was, do you feel like you received the proper amount or an inordinate amount of blame? where the team is because I feel like I feel like Zach is a very polarizing player still I recognize um he's had an inconsistent season I recognize he's had some high profile turnovers of late which I've uh, which I also asked him about in the interview but I, I do I sometimes feel like you know there, there's this perception like if you uh, from Bulls fans like get rid of Zach get rid of Zach it's like if you if you get rid of that guy the first thing you're doing is trying to find a guy to replace him like that I mean he's a pretty sublime scorer um, so that that's what stood out to me was just uh, he was very ready for the uh, the sit down <laughs> anyone who's been listening to you or, or reading you knows that this team wasn't going to be broken up so give me an idea of what the plan is here going forward with this group. Well, I mean, you heard it from Arturis himself. I mean, he's going to use these last uh, the time, 28 games now, it's 26 games to evaluate. And certainly the attention, um, you know, around those of us who cover the beat is that change is coming this offseason. I mean, it was pretty clear with him 
you know, saying that they were in buy mode, that he understands this roster is not working. Um, and so uh, it's going to need some uh, changes this offseason. You don't know Lonzo Ball's status, you know, moving forward, shockingly, for next season. You'd like to think he's back, but, I mean, every time we say we think he's going to be back, he's not back. So, um, you know, the, this is the, the speculation from those of us who cover the team is that at some point, even though it wasn't signaled this way leading up to the deadline, he may have uh, Arturis may have to recognize that the big three, if, if it's not an outright uh, failure of an experiment, it certainly might have a ceiling, right? And so, you know, the biggest return you can get is to pivot off one of those three guys. It's not going to be Vucevic anymore because he's going to be an unrestricted free agent on July 1st, and Arturis, at least publicly, has said they want to re-sign him. So then your attention immediately goes to the other two guys, which are Zach and, and DeMar. Now, this is not anything we're reporting. This is just, you know, our tea leaf reading of the beat. So um, that's where my attention is going to be this offseason, um, you know, especially with DeMar being extension eligible. That adds another uh, layer to this equation. You don't have to extend him. He's signed through next season, but he is extension eligible. So my, I think the general sense uh, around the beat is that, and this is certainly the way I read Arturis's press conference in Brooklyn is that at some point this offseason you can expect some change. Talking with Casey Johnson, you can read his interview with Zach Levine at NBCSportsChicago.com. It was really worth your time. So, Casey, obviously over the weekend there's a lot of speculation about Russell Westbrook who is going to be on the buyout market as it appears. And Woj on ESPN said that the Bulls would be the front runners for Russell Westbrook. We talked a little bit about this last week, but – how do you feel about him being added to the mix? There's only 26 games left now. There will be even fewer when and if he joins the Bulls. To me, that would be a sign of desperation, just of you want to get a player that Billy Donovan knows and maybe bring some urgency to the equation that has been lacking. How would you assess the chances, number one, of Westbrook becoming a Bull, and secondly, his impact? I got no problem with it. I, you know, I know it's a polarizing topic as well because you know he's not who he was. But for that very reason that you just those very reasons you just detailed, he has a comfort level with the coaching staff. Um, we're talking what twenty two, twenty one games. I mean, it's pretty clear that Russell's going to take his time. And there is a scenario in which he either either just goes home and collects his paycheck while being employed by the Utah Jazz, or stays with the Utah Jazz. So that can't be ruled out. The Clippers obviously also are pretty well documented as being in pursuit. So let's say all those hurdles are cleared and he comes to Chicago. You're talking 20, 21, 22 games. I get it. He's He turns it over. He doesn't shoot the three-point shot well. It's not like he's going to be coming in and, like, you know, having the ball for 40 minutes. He's going to be a player on a team that, you know, Arturis himself on Thursday said that he's in on meetings with Billy trying to engage the players. I mean, you can't get a better engagement of players than that dude, man. That guy just plays at an incredibly high motor every time he's on the court. Um, by all accounts, he's a very, very good teammate. Um, so this is not this is not you know some huge seismic move. This is a experiment to try to inject some energy over a 20, 21, 22 game period and see where it goes. So I, I, I have no problem with it. Um, I know that some people do, and I recognize that his weaknesses don't solve the Bulls' strengths. Or, I'm sorry, his his weaknesses don't solve the Bulls' weaknesses. Um, but, uh, 
I, I really think it'd be fine uh, because it'd be a limited role probably too. But it is funny that you're talking about bringing in a ball-dominant player to a, a, a team where the, the core needs the ball in order to be successful. It, it doesn't quite mesh. Well, but, but Zach, he, he's, he's, he's also a point guard, right? So he's all, and also he, he's, uh, that's on the coaching staff to figure that out. And this team all season has screamed the need for somebody to, you know, to, to, to run the offense and lead the offense. I, I, this is not a criticism of Iowa Sumu. For two seasons now, he's been put in a role that, quite frankly, is above his pay grade. He's done it pretty well at times, but he, he's not a starting point guard in the NBA. He's just not. And um, he may be a, a starter in some form, like a combo guard or something on the right team, but he's not a starting point guard. Um, so there's that. And, you know, Goran Dragic is probably the truest point guard on the roster. You've obviously been trying to limit his minutes all season. He's barely playing now. And when he, he did play in Cleveland, he played poorly and, and actually has not played very well over the last week to two weeks. So it's not like Russell's going to be out there running 40 minutes with like Zach Damar and Booch, uh, you know, he's going to be, he's, I, and, and like I said, that's on the coaching staff to figure out his role. So I, I, I got no problem with it. And, and again, I get it. I understand people do have a problem with it, but I, I, I got no problem I with it. I can understand where you're coming from Casey, because I, I find myself even evolving from last week's absolutely not to after watching this week into, well, you know what? They haven't been over 500 since November 7th. This is a colossal underachievement this season is becoming. And so you might want to take whatever steps necessary. And I also want to be consistent because they did stand pat at the trade deadline and were criticized for it. And we had AK on Friday morning, and I was surprised how much he embraced the status quo. And this would not be embracing the status quo. So I understand why they might be headed in that direction. Just curious, real quickly, KC, did – did it surprise you? And what about AK's tone in either in Brooklyn or on Friday morning on this station during this interview surprised you, if anything? Well, it's funny because I was actually in an airport as well on Friday listening to you guys uh, on the app. Shout out to the Odyssey app. So, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but I was just going to say, uh, like, uh, I, it's hard to judge that Friday one because it, I've been there when you're traveling, you're trying to do an interview. It's not, it's not, it's not a good setup. So he doesn't, he's not a big public speaker, number one. And then you add in the airport element. I didn't think the Friday interview was that great. I thought he was fine with us. I, I know fans rang what he was saying, but he was in a good mood. He was cordial. He was professional. And, you know, I, I know fans again, didn't like are angry, but like he said, we're not going to embrace mediocrity here. He said, we were very active. We were trying to make a deal. It's like, you know, I understand fans want to move, but do you want them to make a bad trade just to appease like an angry fan base? What We don't know what trades were presented to them. I, I was told that, you know, most of them were not favorable. So uh, either undervaluing or taking on bad money. So um, I don't know. That That's kind of where I was at. I, I, I had no problem with how he was on Thursday night. I thought Friday was a little, little rushed given the travel circumstances. You make a great point there uh, about what didn't materialize and, and why. Can, can you get a little bit more specific based on your reporting? Because I, I think that's why fans are so angry. It's because there hasn't been a, a real name or reason attached to why or why not that person didn't end up here. Well, here's where the reporting starts. They're not moving off their big three right now. That was made clear to to basically every conversation I had with another team. So there's that. Then you got Caruso. 
teams did call on Caruso. The Bulls value Caruso highly. There wasn't enough value offered to him. So there's four players right there. Let's start there. Mm-hmm. If you're in the buy mode, what are you trying to buy with? You're trying to buy with parts then. I mean, they don't have a lot of mid-price salaries, you know. They've got either big salaries in the big three or minimum salaries. Nobody's taking Tony Bradley. So the market is limited right there. Um, you know, I have to believe they had some preliminary conversations, um, you know, people calling, hey, are the big three available? No, they're not. We're not. We're, we're going to see how this goes the rest of the season. That was my reporting throughout. So th- let's start there. Then, you know, if there was any hypothetical conversations on the big three, you're, you're, you're taking on a bad contract. That's just the bottom line right there. I mean, you know, to, to get off uh, one of those guys. Um, so I, I don't have, like, specific names, but that's the general tenor of the conversations, and that was reflected in my reporting. Great reporting, KC. Great stuff over the weekend with Zach. Keep up the great work and appreciate you taking time this morning. Thanks, guys. Good talking to you. Thank you. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them, with more coming in. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future in vehicles, and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified, diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you, a hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyond zero. Toyota, let's go places.